Yes, yes, yes. This is Champ Franklin, Intimate Discoveries, here where we are unveiling the truths of, oh, hey, here we go. Welcome to Intimate Discoveries, Unveiling Connections, the podcast redefining the conversations around intimacy. In a world where connections often feel superficial, we dive deep, exploring the layers of what it truly means to be intimate. This isn't just another love talk. It's a groundbreaking journey through intimacies, cognitive, emotional, sexual, and spiritual aspects. In each episode, we peel back the layers of myths and truths, engaging with experts, sharing real-life stories, and uncovering insights that challenge everything you thought you knew about love and relationships. Whether you're navigating the complexities of love, seeking deeper connections, or just curious about the unspoken intricacies of human bonds, Intimate Discoveries is your guide through the maze of what it means to be in an intimate relationship. Tune in as we unravel the secrets of truly meaningful connections. Hey, what's going on, Rachel? Hey, hey, hey. Yes, Hunter is watching. Yes, she is my great friend, Rachel, and here we are. Um, one of our first um, clients, go ahead and type in your um, your email address, and I can go ahead and type you on in. Or if you can go on to the the podcast and and come on in, and you can join in on the conversation. I'd love to have you here. Um, where we're looking at this question, we're answering this question: What does it? Why does men often get intimacy all wrong? Let me bring you in on on the video right now. See if you can come on in. And join in on the video. All right, live. Okay, she is gone. All right, that's all right. We're here. We're here. So again, this is Champ Franklin, and we're unveiling the truth about what it means to be intimate. And the question that we're asking are asking the world: Why does men often get intimacy all wrong? And so, as we look back last at last episode, we talked about. Um, intimacy and why it's important that we do it do this talk and we gave three good reasons why it's important that we have this talk regardless of who thinks is appropriate who thinks is it's soft or whatever it is um it's time for us to start having this conversation number one we said no marriage is protected or exempt from divorce intimacy fosters communication in healthy lasting relationships number two the definition of intimacy varies from person to person. We can assist in this conversation in defining what intimacy truly is. And number three, in, individuals are missing opportunities to collect unique moments with their partner, family, and friends. Life is too short. So let's go ahead and dive into the conversation as to why it's important. And, and the thing that we have to, to look at is um, why do we feel that men get it wrong or men are off base? Um, why, do, why do we think that? One of the things that we look at when we talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs um, is that um, vulnerability is the birthplace of intimate relationships. And oftentimes we as men have challenges with being vulnerable. Um, one of the reasons why is because 
we spend most of our lives being emotionally numb because very few people have given us permission to feel. And therefore, when the moment comes for us to expand on our on our emotional vocabulary so that we can have that emotional connection, we often find ourselves lost because no one has really given us the, the space to really validate our own feelings and how we're what we're experiencing. And so it's a it's a it's a challenge. And um and the other part of it is oftentimes men we're programmed to believe that we are providers and protectors and not realizing that there is more to you than just being a provider and protector. You're also responsible for um, a safe space for your children. Um, you're, in, you're entitled to a safe space. These are some of the things that I uncovered uh, while I was um, going through my divorce um, to be able to see um, where I came up short. And this, that was the hard conversation I had to give, do with myself and do the work and try and figure out what went right and what went wrong. So I know that there are men out there um, who have been locked in or who may still be locked in on believing that they're just their providers and protectors and not knowing that there's more to you. You have the ability to um, provide a sense of loving and belonging to your family, to your daughters, to your children, to your other family members. Um, you are responsible for um, providing creating that environment where um, your children and individuals can be honest and vulnerable with you. And therefore you can um, provide that sense of safety and loving and belonging um, that we know that we didn't have as growing up. And it's important for us to be able to um, take the time to understand how do we get there in this world where very few people want to listen. Um, I, I've set out the. Um, I got someone in. Someone that just came in. Who's who's on board? View guests. Your viewers. Absolutely, come on, Darnell Wade. Invite. Come on in, Brad Hunter. Come on in to the conversation. Danya, come in. Frank Taylor, come on in. Yeah, we want to see. We want individuals to come in and, and come in and join in on the conversation. Yes, I didn't know I can do this, but I'm doing it right now, right? Inviting individuals to join in on the conversation is when it comes to intimacy and how do we um, navigate these waters of helping individuals to understand um, how we can come to a place where we can both experience meaningful relationships. Um, I got some numbers that I like to share. Um, when it comes to um, divorce, and like I said, the number one reason, one of the reasons why we gave, why we're having this conversation is that no marriage is, is exempt. In the United States, um, we're the sixth highest um, divorce rate in the world, um, but then 40 to 50% of marriages um, in, in, ending in divorce. Um, the divorce rate is higher. Um, as you try it again, the, you know, the divorce rate for second marriages is 60% and then about 73% um, or, you know, or a third of marriages 
um, end in divorce, two thirds. Um, and then we have African-American women, um, divorce rate is higher than any other race. And so what does that mean? Um, all out of Caucasian, Asian, Hispanic, African-American women, um, the percentage of individuals in that cat in those categories, um, black women um, have the highest number, which is a whopping 38%, 39%. And so one of the truths that I, um, that I extracted from that, that, um, this statistic is showing that, um, very few people, well, not very few, the black woman is, is, is not projected, right? And so because there isn't a safe space for her, it's the numbers show why out of all the other races, why her numbers are higher than anybody else. It's not that she's there, she's less loving than anybody else or any other any other woman. It's just that when it comes to providing a safe space for her, protecting her, who comes to her rescue? And so as a result, you see the numbers, why it's higher than any other race. And so this is another reason why we gotta have the conversation. Because we want to have meaningful relationships. We want to love our black women. We want to be there for them. We want them to feel a sense of loving and belonging. Um, the challenge is that by the time we, by the time we get into the conversation, by the time we start dating each other, we have been fed so much negative information about each other that prevents us from really being vulnerable with one another because we think that the other person is going to take advantage of us when we're both in this world challenged with finding a safe space for each other, for ourselves. And, and so how does that, how do we begin to have that conversation? How do we begin to, to bridge that gap? And one of the ways that we can bridge that gap is having a working understanding of what intimacy is. What is our definition of intimacy? As we go through life, we look on, on Facebook, we look on this chat right now. Um, if anybody can you know, tap in and say you know, what their definition of intimacy is, um, we, you'll see that there are different variations of that definition. So part of our podcast, one of the things that we do is we provide a working definition or we call a standard definition of the of intimacy that we can use and that is transferable um, through each relationship. Oh my gosh, come on in, Karina. Let me hear my sister come in. Can you come in? Can you invite to come in if you're online? Invite yourself. Come on in. Join in on the conversation. I want to hear from you. I want to talk to you and see what your perspective is on why you believe that men often get intimacy all wrong. Can you add to the conversation? Hey, Karina, what's going on? I want you to add to the conversation. Can you tell me why you think men get it all wrong? What do you think? You want to join in on the conversation? Come on, bring in on video. Can you come in? Come on, girl, talk to me. Yes. So it, it's just important that we look at that because, again, um, what is the definition of intimacy and how do we define that? Um, again, tune in to the podcast. I'm, I'm here live looking for you to come on board. We're going to share it one more time. 
Davis, shoot, what's going on, Commander? Retired. Look at you. We're 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 having a podcast and we're talking about intimacy and helping individuals to understand. Um, we want to uncover this um, this question as to why do men often get intimacy all wrong? Um, one of the things, another reason why it's important that we have this conversation because watch this: sixty percent of military veterans who transition out of the military or retire from the military have some relationship issues or concerns as they're retiring. 60%. 60% of relationships. So when you retire, just like I did, um, <laughs> the, um, the relationship saga was there waiting for me at, at the retirement ceremony to say, hey, this is it. We're wrapping up. It's, it's over. This is our last dance. And how do we cope with that? How do we figure out? How do how do we prepare ourselves for that? What are what is 60% of veterans missing? What are we missing? Because we've served honorably. Yes. Because the oh, we got Karina here saying that they be, you know, men miss it because they don't understand the difference between intimacy and sex well let me ask you this um ma'am do you know the difference between intimacy and sex come on in join in on the conversation type in your your, your email i can call you in on the conversation dive in invite yourself here so we can then uncover how we are missing it and so one of the things that we learn um oh yes you do okay so come on in tell me what you think you know about intimacy and sex the difference between what is the difference because here's what i want you to understand right now since you say you do i'm going to define intimacy for you right intimacy is a level of commitment Intimacy is a commitment. So whether you're having sex or you're intimate or whatever you want to call it, it requires a level of commitment, right? Cognitive, you know, it's a level of commitment, positive, effective, cognitive, and physical closeness that one experiences with a partner, right? That one experiences with a partner in a reciprocal relationship. Right, I'm going to say it one more time just in case you missed it. Intimacy is defined as the level of commitment, positive, effective, cognitive, and physical closeness that one experiences with a partner that you got to experience with a partner in a reciprocal relationship. So that means that reciprocity is non-negotiable. That your partner, before you even get into having sex with somebody, right? You have to determine whether or not this person is committed to you to, to reciprocate. And if that person isn't committed to reciprocating, then chances are somebody's coming up short doing that sexual experience. And oftentimes it's the female who often comes up short because studies show that when an erection comes, it comes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Why is she here? When an erection comes, 
it comes. And therefore, we know that more than not, he's coming. <laughs> so we want to make sure that, that he's reciprocating. So did he make sure that you were there? Did he take did he take care of you? Was he there emotionally for you to be able to make sure that you were highly aroused? Because we know um, as a master sex expert and, and, and clinical sexuality coach, that when you enter a woman and she's not highly aroused, that it hurts. So if he's not committed to making sure that you're highly aroused, bringing you through those those int intimate moments, those intimate conversations, being able to share with you in a reciprocal fashion, right? How are you doing it? Well, let me ask you this here, Karina. How committed are you to providing a safe space for the men you deal with or the man you deal with in your life? How committed are you to providing a safe space for him to be vulnerable and tell you his truth? Can you do that? Oh, Cortez Perry, what's going on, man? Come on, Cortez, come on in. I need you to come on in, Brian. I want to get your, your your take on 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 why do you think men often get it wrong? Do you how or do you think that women get it wrong? Are we are we both off base? What do you think, Cortez? What's up, bro, man? I'm trying to get you on, man. I want to hear from you. Talk to me, man. What do you think? How do you, what, how, let me ask you this here. On a scale of one to 10, right? On a scale of one to 10, when it comes to women, what has been your experience in the female having the ability to provide a safe space for you to be vulnerable? Let me see what you say, Cortez. Talk to me. What do you say? We both get it wrong. Absolutely. And this is why we're having this conversation. You're right. Because, and this is another thing that, one reason why I have it titled this way is because oftentimes we don't know what intimacy is. And so how can we judge somebody else's experience, somebody else's interpretation of how they've been taught, right? How can you judge that? And so coming to a relationship and you're saying that this man get intimacy wrong or this woman gets intimacy wrong and you haven't even watched this, been present with the person in front of you. You have this already sitting there in, in the conversation and you have already set a judgment about someone you have yet been available to have a cognitive conversation with. So that's, again, that's why it's important for us to have a conversation. Sometimes people say sex is different from intimacy. You know, you got to have, I don't know, but again, depending on who you talk to, they got a different perspective or a different definition and they want to tell you what they think and they think that their um, definition of intimacy is right. Um, but we got to make sure that we're all on the same page because as we look at the numbers, just looking at the numbers and we know that men lie, people lie, but numbers don't lie. And based on the statistics, right? Watch this here, watch this here. A survey of 16,000 American adults, a Swedish behavioral economist found that quadrupling the frequency of sex, right, from once a month to once a week boosted happiness in the relationship as having an extra $50,000 in the bank. Think about that. $50,000 in the bank 
as a result of increasing the the sex the frequency of having sex in your marriage in your relationship that individuals were happy that they were had up to fifty thousand dollars more in the bank and we also have another thing here right a princeton behavior is found that and um, what do we get here you know we have to communicate listening versus hearing right in order to learn from each other you're absolutely right Cortez this is why we have a we look at right and and at intimate discoveries we we take Maslow's hierarchy of needs right and if you want to come in I'm telling you click in come in we look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs and we apply that to the relationship and so we know that at the very bottom is Matt is the physiological needs which is food water shelter and warmth and because we spend so much time arguing and complaining and, and you know a woman would say i i don't need a man um well you do need a man because your next need is to feel safe and you can't yes absolutely sign you up the thing is that we got to be able to have the conversation right when it comes to cognitive intimacy right and I, like i say we'll, we'll dive i'm diving right into this thing you guys got me on this thing right i'm telling you Look at it. Yes. Slow connection. Look at it. But we we in it, right? We're in it. But again, for the people who've just joined in, right? The definition of intimacy that we have discovered is intimacy is a level of commitment. Positive, effective, cognitive, and physical closeness. Well, did you well Demetrius asking where the money is? Well, have you the thing is, have you improved in your sexual experiences? Are you a high reliable partner, right? Because you might be increasing the numbers of how many times you're having sex, but how many times does both individuals walk away fully fulfilled, right? Is somebody coming up short? Are you reciprocating, right? Or are you creating an environment where she can be highly aroused when you win? you all get there right or is it just do we have to just can i just put the head in or i just get this here but i'll tell you this here right there was another study right again the truth is in the numbers truth is in the numbers a princeton behavioral economist asked 1000 women which life activity made them the happiest 1000 women which activities made you the happiest? And guess what they said? Let me see somebody. Somebody say something. Somebody tell me, what do you think was the happiest activity that women engaged in? Right? Where's the money? The shopping or whatever. What it was, what was it? What do you think it was? Let me hear you. Time in. Let me hear. Let me see. Somebody type in. What do you think that economists, behavior economists, when they ask women, what was the activity that you find the happiest that made them the happiest right just in case you didn't know right i've been i've been here 20 years okay beautiful oh my gosh demetrius let me tell you something man let me tell you something i was i was there 22 years 22 years and i'm telling you this is a very important topic and i'm glad you're here man I, i'm i'm, I'm going to help you i'm going to show you some stuff that that at 20 i didn't see and I didn't know he said talking. No, the number one the answering Cortez, the number one activity that they found that made them the happiest was sex. Let me say that again. The Princeton Behavior Economist asked 1000 women, right? Watch this here. 
which of the activities made them the happiest? And it was sex. Now, now that we've gone into sex, now watch this. I'm going to help you. There was another study back in the day, 500. There was a study that asked 555 women, right? 555 women, which area of which activity helped them to have an, to experience an orgasm the easiest? So if you did X, Y, and Z, you know, you play with it or you did whatever, what, which combination or which activity helped you to have um, an experience, right? Yeah. Which experience, which, what way would you be the easiest way for you to experience an orgasm, right? And watch this here. Out of those 555 women, only 6% of the women said that it was straight penetration, that that was easier for them to have an orgasm. Oddly enough, masturbation was 34%. Therefore, if you're not providing a safe space for her, if you're not help, or you're not comfortable with her, I know for me, I you know, I always, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And so for me, I know for me that I'll be vulnerable, right? <laughs> I, 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 I'm the one who tells my truth and share with you so that you know that you kind of like, oh my God, I was right there too, right? So when it came to having a toy at the beginning or whatever, I'm like, what? No. <laughs> no, you better not. What you need that for? I'm here. Not realizing, right? Watch this here. That she was not in that 6% of women who can have sexual pleasure with straight, with straight penetration. She needed other stuff, right? So this is why it's important that we engage in cognitive intimacy and making sure that each other has a safe space so that we can talk and be vulnerable, right? Being able to expand our emotional vocabulary, right? Uh, I am live Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 p.m. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 p.m. I did a special one today. Um, I'm coming in live. Um, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 4 p.m. I often um, click in on the um, on my Facebook page. If you want to dive in, on, engage in on a conversation, or if you want to come in live, you can definitely come in live and engage in a conversation. I would love to have you all on the show talking about this situation because, again, I'm going back to this stuff, right? Men, right? Men in part-time jobs. Men in part-time or jobless versus those with full-time employment are more likely to be in a sexless marriage, right? Here's the thing, right? Men in part-time jobs, yep, time zone, um, Eastern time, 4 p.m. Eastern time, 4 p.m. Eastern time. And I'm telling you, listen, watch this here. Wait, be, just in case you go, um, Cortez, I'm getting ready to give you something real, real sweet, right? Real sweet, right? I want you to, to when, when you talk to, when, listen, don't go back home, right? To your house and there is not a fresh set of flowers in your house, right? If there is not a fresh bouquet of flowers in your house, you are missing out an opportunity to help someone feel special in your house. You have a moment. Matter of fact, you got $30 right now. 
you get $40 on your credit card right now. Matter of fact, if go through one, find one that's not maxed, right? And go and create that unique experience, right? Because if you can quadruple it, watch this here. If you can quadruple your sexual activities, you can have as much as $50,000 in the bank. And guess what? Debt free, paid off as you continue to grow and go in your relationship. I'm telling you, this is this is why we're here. This is why we're having a conversation. I'm telling you, I'm glad you all are here, right? Again, let me look at here. Looking at our numbers. Looking at our numbers, right? Um, let me see here. As we look at um, things that men get right in the relationship, right? What do we do that are that are great in our relationship, right? We have um, intimate relationships. Men, like anyone else, can contribute positive ways. Here are five things. I'm going to give you five things for free. But give it to you. Five things you can do to improve in your relationship that are often appreciated by women. Number one, effective communication. Men who communicate openly and honestly help foster a strong emotional connection. This includes not only sharing thoughts and feelings, but also actively listening to their partner's needs and concerns. Watch this here. Look at this. Check this out, right? Check this out. If you're on this podcast right now, if you're listening to it right now, I want you to write down five things. In fact, no, don't, 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 don't do five. Don't do five. I want you to do three things. Three things that your partner has asked you to do that you could not do. Not that you didn't want to do. Not that. Not what your mama told you don't do for her. Not what you heard at the barbershop that women complain and da-da-da-da. I want you to write down three things, three, just three of your lifetime. How many things did that woman or that man ask you to do other than sex? Now, well, don't, we're not putting sex down there because we know why you're not getting sex. One, because you're not fun. You're not listening. You're not a reliable partner, right? You're not being able to listen. You're not providing a safe space where somebody can be vulnerable, where they want to be around you, right? You're not funny. You're not laughing, right? You're not there. You're not even, you're not even happy to see them, right? These are some of the things that I learned, right, that I could turn on being excited to see my partner, right? I can be excited. Watch this to even see my children. And I know for me, growing up in a drug house, right, my dad being shot when I was, was in sixth grade, right, going through living in a drug house, seeing my, my uncle get shot, being robbed, right, at gunpoint, right, in our house, right, being in the gang, right, being in the gang, going to high school where we're right there. We got Henry Horner, we got Rockwell, we got the O's coming in, and everybody came into my school, right? I got violence every day. I had Jason, right? I remember Jason running across the expressway in an effort to avoid getting jumped, right? That was my experience. So in that moment, right, who cared about my feelings? Who cared about my feelings? 
And this is why we why we want to talk about this because having effective communication requires a safe space. Requires a safe space for both of us. And if I've gone, I got at least 30 years of my life, 30 years of my life where nobody cared. Watch this. No, no, no. Where I felt like nobody cared about my feelings, that nobody was going to validate my feelings, that nobody was going to be available to me to be able to just hug me and say, I'm sorry that happened to you. I'm sorry. How do you truly feel about that, right? 30 years where I experienced stuff, right? And I did not properly assign that emotion to the one in which it was supposed to go to. Most of the stuff I did or, or the negative feelings that I felt, they were, assi- they were assigned to, I'm good, right? I'm good. I'm not dead. Okay, you know what? That happened. I'm good. So I didn't get to, again, my, my dad died, right? When I was in high school, my dad died, right? That's my died. I did not cry at my dad's funeral. And I had been there. This dude was like my, my hero. My hero, he rode me on his motorcycle, man. We had so much fun. And so to experience that trauma when he got shot, that no more fun with my dad, right? Who was there? What counseling did I go to? What therapy session did I attend? And then because I had been emotionally numb all throughout the time of of being in a drug house, bagging up dope because my dad was a quadriplegic. My dad was a quadriplegic. So I had to be the one bagging up dope, be the one taking care of my dad, taking him to to the hospital whenever he had, you know, a bed sore because he didn't get turned over on the right time or Oh, Lord, don't let my dad get constipated. But guess guess what? My dad's constipated now. Guess who got to go up there and get it? Yup. Frank, yup. Yeah, I'm talking about I'm going up there and get it. You know, like Bobby Brown did Whitney Houston. Like them two fingers, bam. That was me, 13 years old. Captain, my dad, releasing the pressure off his bladder because he wasn't urinating properly, whatever. Oh, oh my God, let, don't let my dad use the bathroom. Right? Don't let my, don't let my, but I'm saying, you know, I got, I'm here just going through life. Nobody is really showing a concern for me. And now I get married, I get children, and they're looking to me, right, for emotional support, right? For emotional vulnerability, for a safe space, right? Here's the other part that we miss, right? Over the the years that I've been born, right? All I was taught was that I was a provider and protector. That man provide, man protect, man provide, man protect, not realizing, right, that there was more to me than just being a provider, just being a protector. I had emotions. I had feelings. I also needed a sense of loving and belonging that nobody gave me, right? So where does it come from? What do we do, right? Tell me, what do we start? What do we do? How do we, how do we make something happen? How do, how, do, how do you provide something that you don't even know you that's needed? 
that you're good at, that you're good for, right? It's like flying airplanes. Can who can you make a paper airplane? Are you just making paper airplane, but you don't get the flying. Just make the paper airplane. You know, you can't go up to the roof and throw the airplane off and, and see it just glide on around. You can't get that. Oh, because you're you know, you're not good enough to do that. No, I can do it too. If I can fold it, I can fly it. Right? But let's continue going on down to this thing here where we're talking about it. what things that we can be good at, man. And women, what can we do, right? Emotional support and empathy, right? And this is important. In order for you to be, watch this, emotional support and empathy, being emotionally supportive and showing empathy towards their partner's experience and emotions is crucial. This involves being understanding, compassionate, and being present during both good times and challenging moments. Watch this here. Watch this. In order for you to be emotionally supportive and empathetic, you have to watch this, expand your emotional vocabulary. If all you know is I'm good, I'm, I'm hanging in there, I'm doing the best, I'm all right. If that's all you know, that because you haven't had the opportunity to experience different emotions, different feelings. And I'll be the first one to tell you, bam, this champ Frank, the feelings will. I've been working. I've been working. I've been working. And in order for you to have a, a meaningful relationship, in order for you to be emotionally supportive, right? Because I know, man, I'm telling you, I've gone through stuff, right? I've, bl I've blown moments to be emotionally available for my children. I blew it because I didn't have an emotional vocabulary. I didn't, I didn't have the circuit to connect. And so when there was an emotional moment there, in some cases, the operator said, sir, I'm sorry, that call doesn't go through. Sir, I'm sorry that the, the, the connection that is trying to be established, um, you don't have the, the adapter available to secure a true connection. You have to go back and get the adapter so that you can make that connection. But when you make the when you get the adapter, the moment for that true connection is gone. You missed it. So guess what? That goes on your record. It went on my record as a missed emotional moment. Dad isn't reliable when it comes to my emotions, right? But I've been doing the work. I've been doing the work, and I know I'm 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 gonna be ready now. I'm ready now, right? Because it's, it, it involves being present, being available, right? Being consistent, not trying to tell somebody what to do. And it's important, right? Again, going through these things here, oh my gosh, right? Watch this here. Emotional support and empathy, right? The number three, number thing, the third thing that we can do to get right, right? Respect and equality. Treating their partner with respect and value and equality in a relationship is fundamental. Women, you all can do this too, right? Allowing a man to to for his right to be okay and respecting it, right? This means acknowledging and appreciating differences, sharing responsibilities, and supporting each other's independence and personal growth. I'll say this here, right? We talked about respect and equality, right? Being able to um, to understand. The importance of not agreeing to disagree. 
why should I say it again? Do not agree to disagree. Here's the reason why. Why are you looking for a reason to disagree when your partner is sharing their heart? Are you serious? If they're sharing their experience, why are you sitting there looking for a reason to disagree and then find it, then exploit it, and then push their feelings down, right? About something that ain't going to even touch your life. Ain't touch your life. Whatever she just talked about ain't, ain't going to touch your life. Ain't showed up at your job. Ain't showed up on your bike. Matter of fact, it ain't even in your bed. Period. Ain't even in your water. Your, your, your dinner. Man, ain't even in the bathroom where you go use the toilet. But here you are looking for a reason to disagree. You find a reason to disagree, and then you hold on to it, right? Consistency and reliability. Oh, my gosh. Consistency and reliability. Being consistent and reliable builds trust. This includes following through on promises. Being dependable and creating a stable and secure environment in the relationship. This is something that we can do. And so when we talk about ability, right, we talk about being a high, reliable partner, right? Oftentimes, we, we're not doing really well in that area, right? So when we talk about ability, having the having ability in your relationship, the one of the best abilities to have in the relationship is reliability, right? Depend ability right? <laughs> Responsibility. Having those abilities in your relationship fosters good environment for a safe environment, right? Right? Operability. You work. You're willing to work with somebody, right? You're willing to work with each other, right? Reliability, consistency, uh, you know, availability, right? Being available, being responsible, right? And then physical affection and intimacy, right? Physical affection which ranges from simple gestures as holding hands or more intimate acts like bringing home some flowers. Bringing home some flowers. They're only like $12. You can get $12, right? I know you got $12. But here's the thing, right? You can go bring them, them little $12 flowers in there if you want to. Here's the rule. If it doesn't move you, it's not going to move her. So if you can just go out oh, and pick it up, oh, yeah, okay, I'll get these just to bring these in there. If it doesn't move your pocket, it doesn't, it's not going to move her. So although you brought in six dozen of flowers, right? You don't get, you don't get a credit for that. Are you serious? You knew you could have, you skipped all the way down, all the way, like, like, like we do pasta, right? Being a time for an offering. You know, all right, Lord, we, we, we go past the hundred, we go past the 50, <laughs> we go past the 20. And you know what, Lord? We're going to put $5 in the offering. Bless me, oh, Lord. Bless me, oh, Lord. Are you serious? You're robbing yourself of greatness. You're robbing yourself of, of the one of the best experiences you can have. And that's showing appreciation and affection for you doing something nice. Just being nice. Right? So we're coming up on our time, right? But I'm here Monday, Wednesday, Friday. At 4 p.m., join me in this quest to discover why do we believe, or some people believe, that men often get intimacy all wrong. This is Chad Franklin. I'm here, Intimate Discoveries, as we 
dig deep. We bid, we look forward to those moments, right? We here we are, right? It's a podcast. Intimate Discoveries Unveiling Connection is the podcast redefining the conversation around intimacy. In a world where connections often feel superficial, we dive deep, exploring the layers of what it truly means to be intimate. You're getting it real and raw right here. This is not just another love talk. It's a groundbreaking journey through intimacy's cognitive, emotional, physical, and sexual aspects. In each episode, we peel back the layers of myths and truths, engaging with experts, sharing real-life stories, and uncovering insights that challenge everything you thought you knew, right? About what it means to be in a close relationship, in an intimate, intimate relationship. Whether you're navigating the, the complexities of love, seeking deeper connections, or just curious about the unspoken intricacies of human bond, Intimate Discoveries is your guide through the maze of modern relationships. Tune in Monday, Wednesday, Friday, at 4 p.m. as we unveil the secrets of truly meaningful connections intimate discoveries unveiling connections where every episode is a step closer to understanding the heart and soul of experiencing meaningful relationships this is your host champ franklin i tell you we'll be back here tomorrow 4 p.m go to my website you're going to see champ franklin speaks is my website but go to um to um, like me on Facebook, so when I I, I send out the invitation, um, I'll, I'll be able to, to email you or DM me your email address so I can invite you to be a part of the conversation because I want to hear from you. I want to make sure that again we we hear from each other. We want to make sure that that your perspective is heard. How is it that you may have missed it, right? And we all know that black men really want to get it right. We really do. The challenge is that, um, we'll talk about this in the next episode, there isn't a, a widely known place that is safe for a black man. Other than our mother, grandma, auntie, and what's her name? Michelle at, at the job. <laughs> Yeah, she'll she'll listen. We know she'll listen. She down there listening, just just trying to get classified information on your girl anyway, so that she can get you. So yeah, she listening. Absolutely. I'm about to destroy your relationship too. So that being said, we gotta be able to women, we have to register as safe spaces for men, for your husband, for your partner. You have to physically register at a as a safe space. Right, Demetri, I'm getting ready to add you right now, man. I appreciate this. Let me see here, um, and put your message here. Invite, right? Share. Um, what do we do here? Oh, come on, let me go here. Engagement, listeners, right? Uh, where do we do this here? Share, right? Um, co-host, right? Let me see here, co-host. I'm gonna write it down, Demetrius. Demetrius. Let me see if I can copy this thing right here. Right. Oh my gosh. Let me see. Um, send me. Let me see if I can do this here. How do I do this here? Um, themes, admin. Um, 
<laughs> Co-host. Okay, add. Oh, there we go right there. Send an email right here. Hold on, Demetrius. I'm getting ready to send this to you right now. That way I have you. D-E-M-E-T-R-D-E-M-D-E-M-I-I-T-I-R-U-S-N-B-O-E-N-S at gmail.com. Boom. I'm sending it to you right now. Demetrius in B-O-E-N-S at gmail.com. Sending you the invite right now. Look at you. Oh my gosh. And so next time when I come on board, right? You you accept the invitation. Come on in right now. Then each time I come in and we want to have a conversation, you're on it. D-E-M-I-T-I-R-U-S. Cortez. I was in and out. But good conversation. Absolutely, Cortez. Send me your email address. Type it in real quick. And I'll you know, invite you to the conversation next time, too. That way you can put your perspective in. We can hear from you. And then understand. So we as men, right? E8 Perez. E8. P-E, uh, E8 Pre. P-R-E-E. At Yahoo.com. I-H-O-O.com. Right? Damn. There it is. I'm sending you the invite right now. E8 Pre. At yahoo.com. I'm sending you the invite. Click on it right now, right? That way you'll be in on the conversation. I can invite you next time. As soon as I come on co live, I have the opportunity to invite you. You can come in, we can have a conversation. We can then, you know, again, I'm I know I'm gonna be vulnerable. I'm gonna tell you, you've been on online and you heard me tell you, I knew I missed it, right? I missed it, right? <laughs> I know I did, but the thing is that. I now know that one of the reasons why I missed it, because I was emotionally numb since the sixth grade. I mean, no, no, since what? Matter of fact, I was in, I got, I was in the hospital. I got hit in the eye, <laughs> hit in the eye with a bat, playing baseball. Boom! I get six stitches in my eye. I'm asking my dad, Dad, you know, can I, can I um, stay home from school tomorrow? No. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. Can a brother get a break, man? I could. I had to go to school. My dad said, "You're not sick." I said, "And all I had, all I can do is suck it up, suck it up." And so since kindergarten, all the way to fifth, no, yeah, you know, I, I, I started really working on my emotion probably like 48, 43 years of sucking it up, right? Damn, can you imagine being emotionally vulnerable, being understanding that I can provide a safe space for my kids, I can provide a safe space for me, and my perspective is right? Can you imagine a dude you run across who is confident and knowing that what he says goes about his life and his experiences? Come on, man. Come on. All right. This champ, Frank, I love y'all. I appreciate you. I will see you all tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be there or be square. Champ Frank, and I'm out.